Hey everybody, Jim Sams here, the Kayak Fishing Show Live, as always brought to you by all of our wonderful sponsors, scrolling across the bottom there. Uh, if you're new to this, every Tuesday and Thursday, we come on here live, airing older episodes of the Kayak Fishing Show. Uh, on Tuesdays is the Jackson Kayak Years, on Thursdays is the old stuff, the Ocean Kayak Years, which is we got going on here today. Um we bring on guests, sponsors, uh, sometimes it's people who were in the show, uh, share uh, stories and memories of those trips. Um, uh, for instance, like uh, last Tuesday, um, or this past Tuesday, uh, we didn't even air an episode because we had the great news and had the guys on from Jackson Kayak to talk about the new NAR. I don't know if you guys watched that. I mean, it was one of the longest shows we ever did. It was an hour and 45 minutes or something like that. But there was a lot to talk about. There's a lot of stuff going on with that boat. There's um, walkthrough videos. You go, of course, you can go back and watch the uh, the discussion we had, which was a question and answer. Um, I just posted today a walkthrough on their new uh, steering system. So a lot of great information on there. Uh, next week, I'm hoping anyway to have uh, John Hipsher on here from Yak Attack to talk about the new... Uh, Black Pack <laughs> from Yak Attack. Uh, it's, a, it's an awesome product I'm really excited about. And once I have a chance to fall over, uh, get a, a chance to uh, play with it a little bit more, um, we'll do a full review of it. But um, already love it compared to the old Black Pack. And um, it's lighter, um, so much easier to rig up with different stuff. The rod holders, the tethers on the rod holders very very cool so um hope you had a again a chance to join us for for that one and i'll let you know when we uh, schedule john um sean white who was uh with me on this trip uh, and that very well maybe maybe his arm right there <laughs> holding on to that blue-eyed beast right there um says he's gonna try and join me here uh, but he was on the road so he was trying to get home in time to come on and uh and join me to, to talk about this episode this episode is from like 2010 um and it was a trip down to the east cape where i used to guide i guided down there for many years uh i would take groups down there we had all our kayaks there uh, we had, uh, we generally have a couple of pongas. We'd have, uh, four guys per ponga and we could load up the kayaks and, um, it was made it just much easier because the place we like to fish, um, where we had the best fishing, at least for, for the rooster fish was about five miles away. And so rather than spending, you know, that first part of the morning paddling five miles, we'd shuttle the kayaks down there, then drop you in the water. You still paddled all day long i mean it was a lot of paddling because we were generally doing a lot of um trolling whether we were trolling along the beaches for rooster fish or getting out on the edge of the drop off for uh dorado and billfish and tuna uh, the nice thing is is because the drop-offs a lot of them were very close to shore particularly at punta arena 
you could catch um, not only the rooster fish up there, but you would get tuna and dorado really close to the beach. I mean, my biggest dorado I ever caught was 62 pounds, and I caught it maybe a quarter mile off the beach. So uh, it was a, a very, very productive fishery. Uh, unfortunately, the location that is in this episode where I used to guide uh, Punta Colorada is no longer open. Uh, it closed down um, quite some years ago due to some water issues. Uh, we then moved the guide service up to a place called Rancho Leonero, which is kind of the same vibe, you know, really small, uh, which is more my style. It's not a big resort style of place. And, and that place is still in existence. But uh, just with other stuff going on, um, I just, I was traveling so much for the TV show, I just couldn't continue guiding down there. I just didn't have the time. Um, but uh, there are, got a couple of people uh, checking in. Let me uh, take a look again, look at these sponsors scrolling around the bottom, uh, because we're going to talk about sponsors in the episode that some of them are no longer the sponsors, other than Seagar. Seagar is, is still, of course, uh, was with us then, they're with us now. Um, so, uh, you know, support those sponsors so we can keep doing this stuff. Uh, there are some comments again. Eric uh, from Lake Wiley, South Carolina. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Liam, thanks for joining us, man. Somebody beat you. Somebody got first comment today. <laughs> but thanks for joining us, man. Uh, Jamie from Lake Macquarie, Australia. Awesome. That is super cool to be joining us from Australia. I've still never been there other than landing at the airport. I've been to New Zealand four times, and I've never been to Australia, so I'd really like to get over there sometime. Uh, Mitch, thanks for joining us. <clears throat> Bobby Daly Tucker uh, calling me the kayaking king. Uh, thanks for joining us, Bobby, and uh, thanks for that uh, compliment. Uh, Sean, good afternoon. Jim, how is the shoulder? You know, the shoulder's not great. <laughs> Um, it's, it's funny cause, uh, not just days ago, I was like, man, you know what? This thing's going to get moving and I'm going to, the healing process isn't going to be as long as I thought. And I was feeling pretty good. And, um, I don't know, maybe I overdid it. I did go to therapy, physical therapy the other day, uh, yesterday I was up so much last night because my shoulder hurt so bad. It just feels like something's wrong. You know, it's not just like muscle ache or anything like that. I don't know. Maybe it's just them trying to get it moving, but it just didn't feel right. So uh, I spent most of today watching the Pottery game this morning with an ice pack on my shoulder. So that's kind of how my shoulder is right now. Uh, that's why I'm kind of looking forward to these pedal boats more and more. Where I was, I'm always like, I'm a paddler. I'm a paddler. I'm a paddler. I love paddling. But uh, this new drive for from Jackson Kayak, uh, the Mark IV, uh, FD Mark IV, it looks very appealing and um, I'm, I'm leaning more that way. And of course, my Torquedo on my Blue Sky, I'm really looking forward to getting that thing up and rolling. Uh, the problem is I can't fish anyway because I can't, I mean, I just can't move my arm hardly at all. I mean, this is about as high as I can lift it at this point. So um, got a little bit healing to go, but uh, it'll, I'm sure it'll get there. I'm sure it'll get there. So I do appreciate the comments. And of course, we welcome comments and questions. Um, you know, like I said, there's a lot of stories. Hopefully Sean can jump on here because when he comes on, then we can kind of share the stories that uh, came, came about during the shoots. Because like I said, what we were doing here um, is we guided 
and Sean would help me guide my trip. So um, we would guide a couple of groups and then we'd do the shoot after the, the clients left. So we had already been down there a while. So I had a good feel of what was going on. Um, and the group before this was from Texas. We had just phenomenal, phenomenal, big rooster fishing for the guys uh, and gals, actually. Um, and uh, we did catch one marlin. And that, I think this marlin is actually from that, uh, from that group. Um, it just, just got one. Uh, and it was actually kind of interesting. The, the guy who got it... Um, Everybody on the trip was really good fishermen. <laughs> and this guy who caught this was not. So he was the least experienced one on the trip. And of course, he's the one who hooks into a billfish. So it made for a um, an interesting, uh, interesting fight, uh, if you will. And um, there was a lot of funny stories. He was actually um, French Canadian. And there was one point earlier on the guided trip where he gets on the radio and, and Sean would tell this better than I would, but he'd get on the radio and uh, Sean, Sean, I need some sola creme. And we're like, what? <laughs> I need sola creme. And, and you're hearing this over VHF radio. And it's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Sola creme, bring me sola creme. <laughs> and we finally figured out that he, he wanted sunscreen. <laughs> so solar cream i guess <laughs> but i mean just just such a great group these guys i mean uh, jeff herman jaron uh, and his wife lauren um off the top of my head i can't remember all the guys who were on the trip obviously because this was you know 11 years ago and i don't remember anything but uh just a, a great group and a, a great time uh so after the group left uh, two guys came in um, from Scotty Plastics, who make Scotty rod holders and all that, uh, Gord Hill and Bill Emil, and joined us. And, and you know, we had part one of this uh, was last week, and this is part two, where we continued. You know, we got some good rooster fishing. Um, I think this one continues uh, with some... Um, Dorado, and we actually do get into some billfish, which was pretty exciting. Uh, fished with uh, my kids were on the water with us um, for at least a day or two. Um, my son got a rooster, my daughter got a rooster. Um, it's just just super fun, and um, it, it's such a great place, you know. And we mentioned it in the in the video that uh, Punta Colorado was always. I mean, it was Punta Colorado, the rooster fish capital of the world. Uh, because it was so well known for, for rooster fish. You know, now, you know, places like Los Busos down in Panama is so well known for, for a lot of big roosters and um, the Kubera and everything else. And, and, and without a doubt is, is an awesome place. I mean, and they have their, their guide service there and the, the whole system is so dialed in and so awesome. But uh, this is where it started. This is really where big game kayak fishing started was really in that east cape southern baja um i mean i caught my first marlin here in um in la jolla in san diego but almost every other i mean i've caught them down in panama i've caught them in costa rica but pretty much 90 percent of all the billfish i've dealt with that i've had on in my hand um 
have been out of the East Cape, Southern Baja. Um, biggest rooster fish. My biggest rooster fish I actually caught in um, uh, Panama uh, when I was fishing with Paddle Panama at a different different place. Um, but uh, the biggest one we ever got that I was involved with was a client of mine uh, at a place just down down the road from Punta Colorada. Uh, and we, as I recall, we were off of uh, Fraley's which is, um, like I said, just down uh, south of where we stay. And uh, it was about 85 pounds, just a beast of a rooster fish. Um, and uh, like I said, it's still, you can catch roosters there year round. Uh, generally speaking, my favorite time was always the May, June, July, kind of getting into August. But after that, yeah, you would still catch them, but you would tend to catch the smaller ones. But just, just like I said, just an awesome location. I wish it was still open, but again, you know, Rancho Leonero, the, the other place that I was talking about where I was guiding to, uh, though not as close to Punta Arena where that really good um, fishing was. Uh, I mean, just it's just a little bit longer trek, but uh, it's still a great place. And it has a reef right out in front of it all its own and has a drop off not too far that you can paddle to again. So, you know, you can still get those tuna and everything else really close to shore. So, a lot easier to get to and a lot cheaper to go to Southern Baja than it is to go to places like Panama, Costa Rica. Um, it's a lot cheaper than going up to Alaska or anything like that. So um, if you want information about heading down there, if you're going down there and want information about uh, fishing down there, you know, throw those questions our way because I'm always happy to answer that, that stuff because I love it down there. I was supposed to go down uh, to Rancho Leonero uh, with Sean and my family and everything else. We were going to go down there actually for my 60th birthday this year. And then the shoulder issue happened. And so um, probably gonna have to wait till next year, but uh, dying to get back down to the East Cape because it, it is a great place. It's very chill. And uh, <clears throat> like I said, big fish really close to shore. Um, just awesome. So with no further ado, it doesn't look like Sean's going to make it at least not for a bit. So, uh, I'm going to get this episode going. So this is, um, season three of the kayak fishing show. And again, we did 13, ep 13 seasons. So 13 seasons, uh, 13 episodes per season. Uh, this is episode six, season three. So a few years back. bring it up here like that and hopefully we don't have the issues we had last week where it kept hanging this week on the kayak fishing show i'm joined by my good friend sean white we're at punta colorada in baja's east cape and we're joined by bill emil and gord hill from scotty plastics already punta colorada has shown us some amazing fishing with trophy roosters caught by everyone. But now it's time to really put our skills to the test as we head offshore in search of a few good marlin to get these guys into the exclusive Kayak Fishing Billfish Club. Over the past few years, I've guided clients from all around the world in every walk of life here in the East Cape. If we can do it, so can you. The marlin are here. All it takes is timing, the right bait, and a little bit of luck. Stick around and see a real Baja sleigh ride. At the forefront of any sport, you inevitably find someone pushing the limits. While kayak fishing has been exploding in popularity, Jim Sammons has been doing just that. Uh, 
Yeah, look at these. Nice. From the seat of his ocean kayak, Jim challenges the world's top game fish and puts his kayak fishing skills to the ultimate test. Never fought a kayak, have you, fish? From freshwater to saltwater, Jim's mission is simple, to discover the best fishing destinations in the world and prove that anything is possible from a kayak. That's a healthy fish. Ocean Kayaks Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Ocean Kayak, makers of the Trident and Ultra series of fishing kayaks. Ex officio, made to adventure. Seagar, always the best fishing line. Mustad, mustad hooks stay sharper longer. Hook one kayak fishing gear. Get everything you need to get out there and hook one. Scotty, the way to fish. And the Heliconia Press. Cutting Edge Outdoors Media. This week, Jim Sammons takes Ocean Kayak's kayak fishing show back to Hotel Punta Colorada in the East Cape of Baja. Three years ago, this was the place that Matt Moyer and Howard McKim caught two massive billfish at the same time. Matt landed his after a short fight, but Howard was beat down by the monster for over four hours before it finally snapped the line. Joining him this week is super angler Sean White and top guns from Scotty Plastics, Gord Hill, and Bill Emile. We, we had this opportunity to come down here and see firsthand. I mean, we do some fishing, we do some testing, but not enough. And this was a great opportunity to come down and put some of the items right through the paces. And, you know, I mean, the fish we caught, unbelievable. You know, not a lot of people get to do what we did and catch those big fish. Fantastic. Like I said, there's some big roosters down there. Already this week, Baja has exceeded expectations. Bill and Gord have both landed their biggest fish ever, and Sean has brought home the bacon with a beautiful Dorado. This week, Jim has a new plan. He's taking the gang way offshore to a series of shark buoys. As long as the weather stays calm, this is going to be the ultimate place to hook up. Stay tuned. The epic action in Baja has only just begun. Is my line twisted? built-in commercial breaks here so again bring on the questions if you're watching this on a replay please uh let us know let us know where you're watching from i, I love the fact that we do have people from all over the world like seeing the viewer there from australia so i appreciate that seagar always the best in fluorocarbon now introducing two new world-class products cans and braid and senchi monofilament lines 
Check out all Seaguar's fishing line options at Seaguar.com. This week, Jim and Sean White are joined by Scotty Plastics Manager, Bill Emil, and Pro Angler and Scotty Rep, Gord Hill, at the Hotel Punta Colorada in Baja, Mexico. Going out, day three at Punta Colorada. And we'll just see what happens. Every day's been kind of a mixed bag. You just go with the conditions and what bait you get. We're going to go out and get them. Sean White is a veteran of the kayak fishing show, dropping lures with Jim in Cedros, Mexico, and his home turf, Northern California. Unfortunately, Sean has had a run of bad luck, never managing to hook a fish on camera. One day in Baja has changed all that. It was just unbelievable action, unbelievable quality. Uh, when you go home with a bunch of broken stuff, you know, that's... What more could you want? What more could you want? want to break <laughs> Gord Hill is a sales rep for Scotty Plastics, and when he saw kayak fishing taking off, he knew he had to give it a try. You know, everybody's different. You guys seem to have a product for what everybody's need is, right? Yeah, we, we try to not just, you know, brand it for that one area. If we can make it so it's not just kayak fishing, but on the bigger boats or on whatever. Scotty Plastics manager Bill Emil left it the chance to join us on this trip. Until last week, his biggest fish had been pan-sized trout. A 30-plus pound rooster on the end of his line changed all that and left him beat up and wanting more. On my bucket list, I wanted to catch a Dorado, and I caught something even bigger and better, and it was fantastic. Today, Jim has a chance that only comes along once in a while, to fish with his family. I'm going to be fishing for rooster fish, I'm guessing, because the wind is getting bad, so there's no, so we're not fishing for marlin or anything, because that would take us too far from shore. And I'm finally getting a chance to go kayak fishing. Somebody turned on the wind machine. Okay, It's just going to be too rough for us to get out off shore at all, so we're going to try in here closer. Get some roosters. Hopefully, get my son on a rooster. That'd be awesome. Hi, I'm Aline Sams. I'm Jim's wife. I am here because Jim is here and it is our favorite spot on earth. We love being in Baja. Somebody hook up? <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> okay, don't whine anymore. Don't whine anymore. Bogey hit. Okay. <laughs> we got some grotto right here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, it's a bonita. You see color? You can grab him by the tail. Well, I can't get his tail. <laughs> We're trolling live baits out here. We're only a mile off the beach. So this is definitely something you can do here. Just paddling out. 
It's always a good day when you get a chance to fish with your kids. And today, everyone has had a rooster or two on their that, line. That Stick is a toad rooster right back. there. Jim is going to tell you how to get your kids on the water and fishing as Ocean Kayak's Kayak Fishing Show continues in Baja. Ocean Kayak's Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Ocean Kayak, makers of the Trident and Ultra Series of Fishing Kayaks and the Torque, which features a removable Minn Kota motor. Check them out at OceanKayak.com. So Edge 150 watching from Illinois over on the on Kayak Fishing Tales, our YouTube channel. Yeah, that was a toad of a rooster. Um, I said we would get those very close to the beach because um, a lot of upwelling there. They're at Punta Arena. And uh, generally we were fishing uh, live, live bait um most of the times if you fish sardinas which are the smaller baits you're constantly dealing with uh, needlefish so i'm just gonna give myself the screen there um most of the time what we would fish were with, with were um mullet and the thing about mullet because when the roosters start chasing when the mullet start jumping and roosters have a habit of just like hitting and, and getting up there and it's jumping and so you have to be super super patient um i mean i would tell people like you know say the pledge of allegiance or something you know really really uh give a long count before you go and set the hook make sure that thing is literally run make sure it's going before you uh grab that reel and throw it in gear because otherwise they would spit it and sometimes these these mullet we would have would be pretty massive uh, if you noticed when he pulled that fish up, I mean, they have a big mouth. They can suck down a big bait, but because the mullet tend to jump a lot, um, you really, really got to make sure they eat it. Um, if you're fishing with caballitos, which are kind of like a little mackerel, um, they, uh, they tend to just suck those down a little bit faster, but with the mullet, they were jumping around and stuff. That same thing. Uh, we tend not to want to fish mullet when we're fishing for uh, billfish. But sometimes that's all they have. And the problem then is if the mullet's jumping while the billfish is in there going after it, you don't necessarily hook it. I've had times where we thought we hooked a, mar a marlin, but it was just wrapped around his bill. And then once he jumped a few times, it either, uh, because the bills are so abrasive, they, they break it off or, um, you know, they, it just come unwound. So, but uh, just uh, such a good fishery. I said, I wish I could have gone back this year. So. Keep the episode going. And again, if you have any questions, please shoot them our way. If you're watching this as a replay, let us know. Let me know if you're watching at Kayak Fishing Tales. If you're watching on Facebook, uh, always love to have that information. Ocean Kayaks Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Okuma Fishing Tackle. It's your day. Make the most of it with Okuma Fishing Tackle. Inspiring design meets stunning performance. Check out Okuma's full line of rods, reels, and fishing accessories at okumafishing.com. I don't think there's anything better than watching your kid catch a fish. And if they're doing it off a kayak, it's even better. This week's kayak fishing tip, take your kids kayak fishing. I love to fish, but I don't think there's anything better than watching your kid 
catch a fish. Matter of fact, both of my kids caught their very first fish off a kayak. I think one of the main thing is to make sure if you're taking your kid fishing, is that that fishing day is about the kid catching fish, not you. Because if it's about you going out there and catching a fish, the kid's going to get bored. So make the day about the kid. Make it a short day. Is there a younger kid? They're going to get bored easily. So make it a short day. Make it a day where they're catching fish. Believe me, a kid's going to be happier catching 20 mackerel so, than they are sitting there trying to catch one yellowtail in a day. This is Sean's kid out quantity daughter, fishing, not quality fishing. And they're going to have who's a now day. like 22. You were geared appropriately <laughs> for the kid. I, I've seen it so many times. A guy will hand his big old setup to a little kid and have them struggling with it. Have kid size gear, a small spinning reel, a smaller size rod, something that's easy for them to to handle and they're gonna have more fun. The same holds true for the kayak, but don't hand them an adult size paddle. Give them a kid size paddle, something they can handle. They're going to have more fun because that's it. It's all about them having fun. So they wanna go out with you again. We all got started fishing because somebody took the time to take us and teach us how to do it. There's nothing more rewarding than watching the smile on a kid's face when he catches his first fish. Take a kid fishing, you won't regret it. So I hope you and your kids spend more time on the water together. Until next time, I'm Jim Sammons and that's your kayak fishing tip of the week. For more tips and your chance to win a fantastic kayak fishing package that includes an ocean kayak trident fishing kayak and ex officio clothing, visit kayakfishingshow.com. Of course, this no longer exists. The <laughs> There's no contest. Blast with the gang today, and it's three o'clock on the East Cape. The wind is starting to pick up, so it's time to head in for a margarita and a siesta before an awesome meal at Punta Colorada. So I'm going to pause it there for a second. I don't know if you've um, been down to East Cape or down into Baja, but where we said they're going there for a margarita and a siesta. We used to call the margaritas at Punta Colorada uh, quailuderitas, and I would warn everybody uh, have two, but don't have three because three leads to four and you're in trouble. Um, I have had in the past while guiding down there, I've had to pick up more than a couple of clients off the floor of the, of the bar down there because they had a few too many. Uh, the other thing was the first night in Baja. <laughs> it was another, always the warning because you're on vacation, you're excited and you get there and you know, you're rigging up and you're having margaritas. And this is really where this three, four, and then more, um, issue can come into problem. Then you don't want to wake up for the first day of fishing, but, uh, you know, the first day of ba in Baja syndrome was a big one. <laughs> we would have more than a few people who we would have to, to really, shake them up to get them out to go fishing the first day because they hit it a little too hard and it's understandable. Um, I probably did it myself once or twice, but, uh, the, uh, the margaritas down there basically other than a couple of squeezes of lime, you know, pure alcohol, uh, tequila, Damiana, Cointreau, lime. And, um, the problem is they're so strong that, um, 
but they're so good <laughs> and it's hot out and you might be standing in the pool or whatever. And, um, you're usually on your second one before the first one hits. So you don't really realize how strong they are. And then, um, like I said, people can run into trouble. <laughs> uh, Ed says, uh, drinks on the Island of Oahu is the same way. Yeah, the difference being that the drinks on the island of Oahu cost you about $20 a piece, where the margaritas, and this was, you know, years ago, but the margaritas down there used to be like $4. Uh, beers were $2 and margaritas were 4 And it's very easy to get in trouble that way, particularly when you're not even paying for them as you go. It's like, just put them on my room, put them on my room, put them on my room. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like I said, we have more than a few people, um, run into trouble and I've got some not for TV stories that uh, if you ever meet me in person, maybe I'll share them with you, <laughs> but, uh, not going to go through, uh, uh, go on into them here, but, uh, we've got some pretty, we had some people really run into some trouble and, uh, like I said, having to pick them up and carry them back to their room. There was more than once. It was always funny because I'd go, you know, I, I I knew better and I had to guide and I had to be up early. So I'd be back at my room and, you know, get the knock on my door. Mr. Jim, we need to see you in the bar. One of your clients. Oh, great. <laughs> but I mean, it's you're on vacation. So, I mean, it's do what you want to do, but be able to get up in the next morning to go fishing. Now, let's get to keep this thing rolling. Jim has been coming to Hotel Punta Colorada for over 15 years to guide kayak fishing trips out of the hotel. It's ideal for the kayak angler with a private, easily launched from beach area and excellent fishing just offshore in a secluded bay. With the assistance of local guide Alonzo McLeese, Jim has shown everyone why this is the rooster fish capital of the world. The nice thing about Punta Colorada, it is located closer to the fishing grounds than any of other of the resorts in the East Cape region. You'll see most of the boats from the other resorts come driving by here to get to the fishing grounds. Uh, we are closest to Punta Arena, which is where we have the incredible rooster fishing. Uh, that's why they call Punta Colorada the rooster fish capital of the world. With comfortable air-conditioned rooms, gourmet meals, Friendly bartenders ready to serve and gorgeous garden-filled grounds, Hotel Punta Colorada is an oasis for both anglers and their whole families. What the really draws adventure-seekers to Jim's yearly trips here is the chance for a once-in-a-lifetime hookup with the local healthy population of striped and blue marlin. Jim and Alonzo have perfected the whole process, making the ultimate kayak hookup absolutely possible. Uh, several times a year, I bring groups down here to Hotel Punta Colorada. Uh, we have all the kayaks here. We have the paddles. We have the seats. They're all uh, ocean kayaks. And we generally do five nights at the hotel and four days of fishing. This is the kind of place where if you just want to disappear uh, for a couple of weeks and really unwind and just do nothing other than fish, have great food and cocktails, uh, the spot that's those deadly margaritas right there 
As the sun rises on their fifth day in Mexico, the seas are calm, and Jim knows they have a real chance to get offshore in search of big fish. Stay tuned as the gang heads offshore and drops lines for the big ones. Came over, got a new hook, new bait, and I don't think it was in the water two seconds. So another commercial break. So um, if you're watching again, if you have questions, please shoot them our way. Uh, if you're watching on Kayak Fishing Tales, our YouTube channel, let me know. I always like to know that. Edge150, who has had plenty of questions here, is watching on Kayak Fishing Tales, which I always like to see because you're better, more likely to get notified of when we're coming on live if you subscribe to Kayak Fishing Tales than necessarily on Facebook because Facebook doesn't send out our videos to maybe one percent of our followers which is a little frustrating um edge 150 said how do the kayaks at the resort stack up to let's say my kusa fd well and again this this episode is from um 2010 um i don't and this resort doesn't even exist anymore uh i mean it exists but it's just not open um at uh Rancho Leonero, they may still have a fleet of kayaks. I mean, we just left everything down there, but they're old and beat and they don't take very good care of them. So honestly, I couldn't tell you what kind of kayaks. If you wanted to reach out to Rancho Leonero and find out what they have. Uh, but these boats we had, you know, in this episode was when I was with Ocean Kayak and we had um, prowlers and we had tridents. Uh, we had a few big game or big games. Um, what was it called? Drifters. Um, but uh, they were they were a paddle boat. You know, narrow. They were a paddler's boat. They were you know they were made for paddling distance. They were nothing like you know the boats that are out there now. They're also big and wide, and you know you're standing up on them. These boats you're not standing up on. Uh, you know they're they're made to go fast. And, uh, and that's what I loved about it because we would spend all day trolling. And if you're, um, paddling in wind and chop and slop and you're, you know, several miles offshore and you got to get in or get back, you know, it's, you want a paddler's boat. So, uh, what Rancho Leonero ha has now, if they even still have kayaks, I know they have a relationship with Hobie. So, uh, they may have Hobies down there. You know, problem is, is like I said, stuff doesn't get really well taken care of and um why am i so small you want me to be bigger there i'm bigger <laughs> i was small because i was in the corner while the video was going um scott sand why am i so small um so like I said, you know, you could contact Ranch Lanera, see what boats they have available. Uh, Ranch Lanera has great fishing right in front. Like I said, they have a reef right in front. It's great snorkeling uh, right in front of the uh, resort. Uh, the drop-off is fairly close. Uh, you can catch sailfish right, you know, a mile off the beach. You can see the blue water drop-off uh, from the hotel. It's, it's, it's a sh short paddle to get there, and you can follow the line. Um like I said, we just tend to have better rooster fishing when I was out of Punta Colorado down because it was much closer to Punta Arena. And so therefore just easier to get to. I mean, we would, we would shuttle the, the kayaks down there, but it, you could paddle down there without thinking twice about it. And we did many, many times. 
um, that the routine was always to, and again, I, you know, for, for us, it was more a matter of having the support boat. So people got more time fishing and less time paddling to a spot. Also having the support boat there that could hold the live bait. Uh, there is a live bait situation there. Unlike some other places, you really can't go and catch your own live bait. There's kind of, we always call it the bait mafia. And, and you had to buy your live bait from them. And there was a total hierarchy of how that worked. So uh, you would buy your, get your live bait from them. You'd go out, um, mullet were anywhere, depending on the day, a uh, dollar or $2 a piece. Um, so you definitely, you know, wanted to be away from the needle fish if, if you had those. Um, and any of the bigger baits, the caballitos that were $2 a piece, you could get sardinas, um, a scoop of them, you know, almost a bait tank full for like 20 bucks. And those were great if you wanted to chum up and kind of get some roosters going, but you're still better off with the bigger baits. The, the sardinas were really great. Uh, if we were fishing for yellowfin tuna, if they were around having the, the small baits was great, but by and large, we would just buy um, what I would do is I'd buy like four baits per person. Uh, and that was generally fine because the mullet are actually quite hardy and so are the caballito. So, um, they would stay on the hook well and, um, would live until they got hit by a fish. So, um, usually worked out just fine. So, but again, that's another reason we had these support boats going with us. Let's see if we can get this episode rolling again. See now the I'm small in the corner is because you in part by Mustad. Mustad hooks stay sharper longer. Check out all of Mustad's great hooks at mustadfishing.com. Joining Jim this week is old friend Sean White, along with Canadian anglers from Scotty Plastics, Bill Emile, and Gord Hill. Today, they have loaded their boats onto local pangas and are heading far offshore to a series of buoys. The buoys create a collection of fish designed to attract sharks and keep them away from local tourist beaches. Very effective, and at the same time, work great at attracting huge schools of tuna, dorado, and even marlin. What better place to fish? We're on the shark buoys out a couple miles off of uh, Los Grelis, and it's pretty much within seconds of putting a bait in the water we're hooking uh skipjack so it's not exactly what we want but they're a lot of fun they're a very strong fish for their size but uh, again it's not really what we wanted we saw some dorado swimming around the dorado really aren't biting at first the skippies are good fun but it's getting impossible to get the bait in the water without getting hit cord comes in to reload his hook This marlin hit right right next to him right as soon as he put it in the water. Gordon this took the first strike marlin of the day. After a short series of jumps on the surface, it buries itself deep, and Gord begins the long fight. This is hands down the smallest uh, striped marlin we ever caught. I mean, it was a small fish, but it was also the biggest fish he had ever caught. So it was still cool. If you're going to catch a marlin 
uh, off Jim the kayak for the first time. That's a that's a good one to catch. The first step is to add a bit of extra drag by hanging off the stern. Still very healthy. Looks got great colors on him. He's not. He's not. Not super fatigued. The nice thing about this type of leader system, system with the uh, finger trap connection and the loop-to-loop -loop connections, you can wind the leader right onto the reel. So, you know, you can be confident you've got that hundred-pound leader up on your reel instead of having a swivel that you can possibly jam up into the tip of your rod, which often causes snap-offs. So this is a really nice way to do it. I've been really happy doing this connection. Finally, it's time to land the fish. With a practiced hand, Jim hauls the beast over their laps for the ultimate kayak fishing glory shot. The beast. Watch that bottom jaw, okay? That is a little hook. Oh, dude, give me the high five. If you can somewhere. Yeah. So what we like to do here is after we've landed the fish, get a couple of photos. You know, we just tow them behind the kayaks, behind the boat. I throw my bow line up to the boat. Another great reason to have the support boat. This way we can revive them, make sure this guy releases nice and healthy, but he should be good to go. We're gonna let him go right now. And there he goes. Ah, we do it again. Another member of the Marlin Club. Down here in Baja this week, we've been targeting big fish, and I mean Marlin. And if I'm going after Marlin, I want good quality gear. I'm using the Akuma Makira 10 two-speed reel. I know that's got the power to last for a really long fight. It's got the two-speed if I really need to grind on the fish. Um, I'm gonna go with a rod that's about six and a half foot, so I've got the Makira 6.6MH. It's giving me plenty of pulling power. I can still reach around the bow of the boat when I need to. On my reel, I've loaded that up with Seaguar cans and 60 pound braid. And going with a short top shot of 100 or 130 pound Seaguar uh, fluorocarbon leader. You need the abrasion resistance off that bill. On the business end of this for the hook, I've got a Mustad Demon Perfect Circle hook. And I'm just going with the 1X strong. I don't need a really big hook, a real thick hook. Uh, I like the smaller diameter of these because I can get good hook penetration when I'm moving through the water. So that's my setup. If I'm going marlin fishing off my kayak, check it out. There are still marlin tailing around the boys. Jim loads up a hook and begins trolling. The crew spots another okay. bigger marlin hunting Jim's lively bait. Jim is hooked up to a huge striped marlin. At last, he gets to show his muscle and battle his favorite fish all on his own. Sean White jumps in on the assist, providing much-needed drag to slow down the massive fish. Uh, you know, for my entire life, my wife's been telling me I'm total drag, and I'm about to become one. <laughs> <laughs> No, we need to slow this big fish down, so, uh... Oh, wow! <laughs> He's 
they're fucking 100 yards away. So what we like to do is add a second kayaker to the mix to put more pressure on the fish. He didn't like that, jumped a bunch of times, ripped a bunch of line, which meant he expelled more energy. And then I have Sean, you know, he let go of me. I'm basically able to wind all that line back because you're really just winding yourself to the fish. Did he tell call from Colorado and say uh, we may be late for dinner? Good fight. He just turned. You know, with all that weight we had on him, he wasn't like it. All of a sudden, he turned and started coming at me, and I started winding as fast as I could. But then you're like, I don't know, because he's charging me. Do I want him that close and the line tight? But I was winding, and then the hook just fell out. So it happens. You know, you're not going to land them all. But that was awesome. That made my trip right there. And that's one of those things you kind of uh, explain to people sometimes you don't understand kayak fishing. Um, you know, a small bass will tow the kayak. You know, the kayak itself is dragged. So when you're into a fish like a billfish, uh, you know, the big fish like marlin, tarpon, that sort of thing. I mean, they really will get the boat going. Um, when we would add the second kayak, and believe me, we've added three kayaks back there uh, to slow down a big fish. And just so you can add more pressure on it. But you don't do that. I mean, most of the marlin I've caught have been on pretty small reels. Um, the, I mean, a Trinidad 12, for instance, you know, we've landed several. Uh, the blue marlin that Howard McKim was on that we kind of showed earlier, uh, that was on a Trinidad 12. And I've never had a billfish even get halfway into the spool of my reel. Unless you get into that situation where you're putting all that weight on it and then it runs and takes a bunch of line but uh for instance we were in um panama and my buddy craig hooked into a black marlin and he's literally like this fish doesn't doesn't even know i'm here and he's, he's literally like i can wind myself up to the fish at any time the problem is the fish was still green you know it was still hot so you could actually wind yourself to the fish too soon so that's why we would do this thing where we would add extra kayaks to the back just to add more drag um you know howard's fish was five and a half hours 17 miles it dragged them my first marlin i ever caught dragged me eight miles out to sea here in la jolla so they take you for a ride <laughs> michael from belize how are you man i I got to get back down there i got to get back to belize what a wonderful place i had such a great time my last couple times down there uh, hopefully I can get back to next year. Everything's going to be next year. Um, math or fish. How you doing, man? It's always fish, never math. <laughs> At least for me. And uh, that would be fun in a yak. Alabama, Alabama coast here is reef fish. Are you getting like AJ's there? Um, which are always fun. <laughs> so those will put the hurt on you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's nothing like it. I, I've landed a lot of billfish off my kayak, um, mainly striped marlin, and most of them again down here in the uh, in the East Cape, uh, Southern Baja. Let me uh, 
hit the last little bit of this episode. I rarely go out on the water without a handheld VHF radio, and my choice and is apparently always it's an advertisement. standard Horizon HX851 with the attached 734 submersible speaker microphone. Thing about being in a kayak, things get wet, and it's easy to drop things off the side of your kayak. The great thing about the standard Horizon radios is not only do they float, but are waterproof and submersible. HX851 has a built-in 12-channel GPS receiver, waypoint navigation with a compass display, and six-watt power transmission, which is gonna give you a great range to reach your friends. You can see all of Standard Horizon's great electronic products at standardhorizon.com. After an amazing day of hauling in huge fish, it's time to head back to Hotel Punta Colorada to relax, unwind, and rest their sore arms. Oh, yeah! So we would give a, a marlin flag to anybody who caught a marlin with us so they could frame it along with a photo of them and their fish. for the next big adventure. Bill and Gord have some fantastic new gadgets to take to the drawing board, and Jim is off to try for some more big fish. Tune in next week to Ocean Kayak's kayak fishing show as we head to British Columbia, Canada. The Fraser River has a monster fish just begging to be caught from a kayak. The ultimate in freshwater fish, the high-flying, massive and strong, white sturgeon. Yeah, we got a nine and a half footer. <laughs> Absolutely massive fish. Uh, Mike down in Belize, Belize River Lodge, which if you, you're going to go to Belize, it's just, it's just a, such a cool place. Kind of reminds me of Punta Colorado. It was really just classic old school. Been there forever uh, and just an awesome place. But he says the big tarpon are here waiting for me. <laughs> That's good because there's big tarpon. We've got some good tarpon down there uh, on one of our trips. Uh, one of our trips, I went there strictly to fly fish, and it was windy as hell. And uh, trying to get bone fish on the fly when you can't see them and you're drifting across the water so fast, that trip was tough. But um, on the other trip, we definitely got some good uh, good tarpon, and uh, they've got just amazing place. And the Outpost Lodge is so cool. So if you're looking for a place to go in Belize, I highly recommend uh, Belize River Lodge. It's, it's awesome. Thanks for checking in, Mike. I appreciate it. So uh, again, if you're uh, joining us here, we are here every Tuesday and Thursday. So I'll be back next Tuesday with uh, episodes with Jackson Kayak. And again, back Thursday with the old stuff like this with Ocean Kayak. Um, been trying to get John Hipshire from Yak Attack so we can get him on and talk about their products, the new uh, Black Pack Pro uh, and give a rundown of that. He told me we'd be able to do a giveaway of one. So, um, stay tuned and, and, um, look for that episode coming up. You'll have a chance to win a black pack pro. So I do appreciate you all being here. If you're watching this on a replay again, let us know and, um, let us know where you're checking in from. I always like to know where people are watching from. You know, like I said, we had the guy watching from Australia. I've had people from all over the world watching our shows. And I think that's one of the coolest things, the uh, the reach that we have all over. So share this with your friends. You know, <laughs> I can't ask that enough. Just share our videos with your friends. Help us get the reach that we want. Help that helps us keep the sponsors happy. And uh, I can keep doing these shows. If you are going out on the water, please remember, always wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. Y'all take care. Thank mm -hmm. you.